Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited to be back with my friend Anita Gibson. And today we are going to talk about summertime and the pressures we moms get on, on performing all the time. And so, you know, like we got it. Always be educating. So anyway, <laughs> Anita, in, in her mini hats, so she has a, a, a homeschool group um, at, on Facebook. So the Simply Homeschool. And people ask her questions like this. And then she is an advisor at HSLDA for the high schoolers. And we got moms calling her up and stuff. So Anita's got experience on talking to moms about homeschooling in summertime. So let's just see what's on your mind, Anita, with this like hot topic because it's hot summer. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times homeschool moms look at summer as the time to catch up on all the stuff they didn't get done during mm-hmm. the year <laughs> and their poor children are stressed out. <laughs> so one of the things I would say, uh, and even for moms who homeschool all year round, is there there should be breaks somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there should be some place where there is a, a period and there is a stop. Uh, and the, and the children should know about it. They should know uh, ahead of time that I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work hard and then I'm going to get a break. Uh, I think it mentally it will help them. And over the summer, it's really an opportunity to uh, come out the box. If you tend to be a more traditional homeschooler, uh, and that's fine. Summer is a great time to be able to uh, take a break and have some fun. Yes. That's just fun. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as mom, homeschool moms were like, well, what, what did they learn out of that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and you, you think about it in scriptures, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, there's people are working hard all the time. And then God throws in these, you know, these parties, you know, like we, yes. we just going to take a break for a few days and just like, where it's a religious festival we're gonna have fun yes and yes. You know, so he knows we need rest yes and yes. uh that that our brains need to to have a break off of the have to keep records and have to to pre- be productive yes yes and rest is actually productive when you you know think about uh, for us who are Christians, when you think about, you know, the Bible talks about how the world was created and that God rested, yeah, you know, on the seventh day. And mm-hmm. so, and Jesus pulled aside and there were times when he rested. And so yeah. there is no sin in rest. And sometimes I think moms, we feel guilty, you know, if we take those breaks, because mm-hmm. we again, think that everything is dependent on us Yeah, and it's not, yeah. You know, there are things that your children will learn in quiet without video games or TV, even rest from those things is so can be so restoring to the mind. Uh, Being bored Mm -hmm. is a wonderful thing. 
okay, talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like we're like, like our kids say, oh, I'm bored. Exactly. Right. My kids would start saying I'm and before they they would they stop saying it because I began to show them that you know what? You have an opportunity when you're bored to be able to do some things from through your own initiative mm-hmm. uh, to be able to bring interest into your life, uh, to be able to maybe just take we had something called quiet time in our house every day for one hour. When they were little, they were taking naps. When they got older, it was like, there's no one talking. There's no TV on. Mm -hmm. You can read a book. That's the most that you can do. Mm -hmm. Because I think that in this world that is on 24 Mm seven, you have to create these oases and places of rest. And summer is actually can be one of those places that gives space for restoration. Mm-hmm. There's growth going on even when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. think about a, a, a child you haven't seen, you know, in a while. And then when you see them, it's like, oh, what happened? Yes. Well, there was growth that was going on. But mm-hmm. when you're right there with that child, you don't see it. It's when the person who hasn't seen them in a year comes in and they're like, oh my gosh, how'd you get so tall? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's that same principle with summer. It's it's this space that you have an opportunity to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's this place where mom, you get the opportunity to not have to think about school or curriculum or lesson plans or grading for just a while. Yeah. And for and for us who have homeschooled all our children all the way through and are finished, if you want to make homeschool for the long haul, you have to have breaks in your life. Yeah. yeah. So in the so in the summer we're doing things, uh, we're swimming Uh, Oh my gosh, I should own a library now because our library fine bill (laughs) was just over the top. I mean, and we would go into the library and we had like this, and even I, as the mom, we're all in the library. It was like Christmas for us going to the library. And, and part of that was because we shut down the TVs, we shut down the, the, uh, uh, the other, uh, you know, different kinds of electronic devices. And because until you do that, your children are not going to necessarily be open to reading unless that's just something they love to do. Mm. So we had seasons of shutting down all electronics. And after we did that for a while and the choices you can read or you can just be bored, they began to take the option of reading. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to the library and then the reading was always fun stuff. So it was, it was books, uh, puzzle books. It was reading. If they read a below level, it was reading on the level they were on just for the fun of reading. And then I would always uh, crafts that they wanted to learn over mm. the summer. Um, you know, it was just all in, and every time we'd go back to the library, well, what do you want to learn about now? And it was just this space. Now we did that all year. But in the summer is a time, if you're more traditional, it's a time maybe you can begin to dig in uh, to some of those other kinds of things. And my kids learned so much just in doing that. Yeah. And, you know, that's even though it wasn't official education, it was they were always being 
their brains were being encouraged to grow and to think new thoughts. And there wasn't the pressure of we have to finish chapter two or do the test at the end of the week, but they had a chance to explore ideas. I bet you, you guys counted the books though on your book list. Oh my goodness. We, we were getting like, uh, we were getting like 30 to 70 books every time we went to the library and there's yeah. three kids plus mom. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. And I wasn't the most organized mom. So I didn't always keep up with them. And that's why I said earlier that, you know, we probably should own a library now because <laughs> of the fines, but it was so much fun yeah. being able to learn. I learned things like I wanted to learn how to crochet better, or maybe I wanted, you know, to learn how to cook certain things, or I wanted to learn about leadership. So my, I was modeling mm -hmm. for them, you know, what this, this life is like, and it, it helped, you know, it just helps with learning because I really, the trip to homeschool, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Yeah. It's teaching your children how to learn because once they learn how to learn, mm -hmm. they can learn anything they need mm -hmm. to learn or want to learn. Yeah. Amen. So as we, you know, got all the books and we had our field trips and we did our, you know, our swimming or our gymnastics or whatever all those fun things were, uh, like you said earlier, there the brain was still being worked. It just wasn't in as a traditional way. And it actually became uh, so enjoyable for me that I began to homeschool during the school year like that as well, because I realized they probably were learning, they were retaining more because they were enjoying it. They were enjoying it. Yes. 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 Mm. So, and because it was something they were interested in, it, you know, it, it began to develop their passions. And then when I, uh, we had a student, one of my kids, you know, because they struggle with their reading, I got into these read alouds and, and I loved acting. So I love being able to read and I always read books way above their, uh, their, their reading levels. Mm. Uh, and, um, added the voices and made sounds. And, and when it got to, you know, this point where Susan, you know, she fell into the river and, We'll pick that up on the next time we read. They were like, no, you got to tell us. And I'm like, nope, you have to wait. I had to start hiding the books. <laughs> because they were like looking for them because they were trying to find out what happened to Susan. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just, you know, all these creative ways. And because the TV was off and because they didn't have access to the screens all the time, but for short uh, periods of time, it opened up their minds, uh, you know, and then at night when dad came home, one of the things he did was he created stories for each of the children so that each of them had a character. Our oldest was, her name was Cordelia and our middle child's name was Yvette and our son's name was Sparky. And dad would literally, when, you know, he did the bedtime stuff. Cause I, I was like, when he came in the door, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> it's, your, it's your turn. <laughs> And so uh, when it was bedtime, he would tell these, he would make them up as he went, mm. you know, and, uh, and I think that's a part of why our kids love literature and reading now, because we, we had all these places where it came into our lives, yeah. not just in literature, you know, or English during our homeschool. Yes. 
Yeah. And it was, it was part of your life. Yes. And so your kids came to think their brains are just wired to think in a creative and literature kind of way. Exactly. And that gives their brain so much more to work with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, when you guys went on like trips or vacations, um, oh. would you guys kind of find the educational angles in it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If we were going to the beach or uh, we love, we, we're, we're about water people. So we love going to the beach, Virginia Beach and Ocean mm-hmm. City. Uh, so of course we would visit the museums and Ocean City, there is a, a library in Berlin, which is mm-hmm. maybe 30 minutes outside of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would go to the library and just sit and read books, you know, and, and just relax and chill. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, we'd always go to a museum. Virginia Beach has this amazing uh, uh, ocean science uh, museum. Ooh. Not far from the beach, uh, maybe like five miles, and you could stay there all day. They have all kinds of shows and mm-hmm. just so many interactive kinds of uh, things to do. And so, yes, we were always looking uh, for those kinds of things, but the kids never thought of it as education. Never once did they say, We don't want to go to school. It's like, Oh, we're going to. Yeah. We're going to the museum, or, you know, it was always fun. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, is it was fun. And there was no test at the end. It was just fun. But they remember those things. And that became part of their learning. You know, they they part of their becoming. So So much so that, you know, now that all my kids are grown, they're all over 30, 30 or over when we have get togethers and they get to talk in about their childhood. Mm -hmm. No one talks about the history book and no one talks about, you know, the science, they talk about all the places that we have gone and all the things that we have done. Like in Thanksgiving, we always went to Lancaster to Amish country and stayed uh, on the Mennonite farm. And that's just something they, they love to do. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when they were grown, they were like, well, aren't we going to the, you know, Mennonite farm? I was like, I thought you guys didn't (laughs) want to do that anymore. They're like, yeah, we just don't want to go. And so maybe as maybe like in the last three years, we have actually still been going <laughs> uh, to Amish country. Uh, and so those memories go way beyond, like you said earlier, school. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it was it, be, it has become our. And, um, summer is a, such a wonderful time to be able uh, to do those kinds of things. Um, and just to relax, to rest, Mm -hmm. to restore, I guarantee you in their heart and their souls and their minds, if you give them that space and yours, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're give, if you give your family that space and not worry about what you didn't get done, you know, you will be, you will be in a much better place in the fall. And even if you decide, okay, we're going to just do uh, a little math, you know, two days a week, Mm -hmm. if you just can't let it go, (laughs) you know, we'll do a little English two days a week or something like that. If that helps your heart to not be anxious, you know, then add that in there, but make sure there's someplace where there is really a season of rest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, we have our societal pressures, 
you know, like, like we hear, they're going to lose things <laughs> over the summer. And, yeah. uh, and like you said, if they, if they rest, if they have experiences, if they read and are read to, if, if you talk, if you have fun, mm-hmm. those brain cells will be in much better shape at any math formula they forgot that's they right. are going to remember it better in the fall when it kicks back in. So true. Mm-hmm. And when you, and you're right, when they say kids are behind, you know, you kind of say, okay, what does that mean? For some kids, I, I, I can understand that. But in homeschool, the truth of the matter is there is no such thing as behind. Mm-hmm. No, because we're not comparing to anybody else's school. And we're not comparing our children to any other, el- anyone else's child, including mm-hmm. our, our, each of our own children. Mm-hmm. We're all moving at the pace that we're moving at. And whatever that pace is, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to that next year and maybe we're in eighth grade and we're doing sixth grade math, it doesn't mean it's going to take two years to catch up. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times the reason why we're in eighth grade doing sixth grade math is because there are a couple of gaps that just need to be filled. It might be, I need to have more accuracy in my addition and subtraction, Mm -hmm. or I might need to master my multiplication facts. And so it's really important to give them some type of an assessment. If you're not sure of the areas that they're struggling in or the areas that they're weak in, because a lot of times, if you just shore up, if you take the time, to maybe not keep going with that curriculum because I'm Mm -hmm. uh, eighth grade. So (laughs) let me move on with the eighth grade curriculum. Maybe if you take some time and go back and fill, make sure those gaps are filled, Mm -hmm. they're going to be able to springboard much more quickly to the place that they need to be in. All right, girl. So (laughs) you've been listening to Anita. This is why HSLDA wanted her as a high school consultant. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. So tell folks if they just need that kind of sisterly wise encouragement through their high school process, how would they get to be able to work with you through HSLDA? Well, uh, if they are HSLDA members, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I highly encourage those who uh, you know would like that type of support to join them, they're more than happy, more than free to. Um, they can call HSLDA, uh, and they can actually ask for Anita if, if mm-hmm. they would like to to talk with me more. Um, they can also check out Simply Homeschool, mm-hmm. um, which is a Facebook group. And you can come in there and ask questions. We love on you. We encourage you. Um, we give you ideas for uh, how to make it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we let you know that you can homeschool. You can. Yeah. So I'll put links to all of those in the show notes. Anita, this is just a pleasure to me. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's been my pleasure. So this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Thanks again, Seth, for editing, and we will see everybody next week.